Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Greg Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We've got a great three hours for you in the final hour once we wind up getting everyone on a Saturday. So that'll be midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern. Going to get you guys all caught up on everything that we're going to be seeing for college football. Give you some analysis, give you guys some picks there. We've got some live NBA going on right now. We've got live college football going on right now. And we've got live college basketball. I do this in a studio in which we've got a grand total of eight TVs. Typically, when I wind up coming on this show, most of the stuff is done. So you're going to have on, like, one TV, reruns of Wipeout on another TV. You're going to have, like, Days of Our Lives or something like that. Right now, we've got UCLA versus Villanova on the screen. That brings just absolute joy to my heart and... Being someone that gave out in the New York Post Villanova and someone that personally took Villanova on the money line, I'm happy about this right one right now. 57 to 50, 956 left. Villanova just buried a three. If you're looking to jump in on this live, we're going to be seeing a number of refresh here in the next few seconds, but you're certainly going to be landing here with Villanova. Certainly a game that is going to be coming down to the bitter end right now. In most places, I am seeing on the live line Villanova laying four and a half points, a live total of 145 and a half. This is a total that it was bet up to right around 141 and a half on the close. So we're going to be taking a look at this, and it looks like it just shot up to Villanova laying six and a half. So we're going to be monitoring that as we wind up going along here. That is no doubt a big one. And then you've got a pair of other college basketball games that you're probably not going to be able to dive in live as we've got a pair of games that are coming down to the bitter end. And 
If you want to backing Stanford laying three points on the road, well, not only are they not going to cover the number, they're going to lose by double digits. It's 88 to 72. Final seconds are ticking away. Just an absolutely embarrassing display from Stanford. By the way, if you want something good, how about what the Mountain West is doing right now? I recognize that Loyal Marymount wound up losing opening night to Charleston, but this has been a very good display for the conference. They wind up having BYU be able to get a win. And by the way, Villanova now up 60 to 50. Kong Gillespie, a big three there. He is now four of six from distance, but Santa Clara not is looking very good. Stanford, not so much. And Pac-12 in general, it is not right now looking good for that conference in general, but it looks like it's going to be a final Santa Clara 88-72. to 72. So as a three-point underdog, they wind up getting in. And a total of 137, easily they are able to cash that over. The Pac-12 does have a team that's looking a little bit more solid, though. That would be Oregon. Right now, the opening total, it just went over. 86-61, to about 25 seconds left. This is one that opened up at 146, wound up dipping to right around 143.5 to 144. Oregon just completely houses an SMU team that I think is actually relatively solid. So a very good win for Oregon. They wind up opening up as a six and a half point favorite. They close anywhere between seven and seven and a half, a good smattering of both of those. So a very good win for Oregon and refreshing you. Villanova now up 60 to 56 as UCLA has been able to bury a couple threes of their own. Villanova now up 63 to 56. So you're seeing these teams really go off from distance. If you're an underbetter like myself, this is probably going to be going into the abyss relatively soon, so we're going to keep you guys caught up on that. But we've also got live college football that is going on right now. It is just an absolute pleasure to have all these things going on at the same time. And looks like Boise State versus Wyoming just went final. Boise State gets a win. They do not get the cover. 23-13. to 13. This is a final total of 48.5. That one winds up going under. And for Boise State, a relatively solid win. They were playing very good defense on Wyoming. Wyoming was able to put the clamps on themselves, but Boise State able to get the job done when it comes to outright unable cover between 13 and a half and 14. And this is a game that wanted to take place earlier this evening. Cincinnati and Florida, South Florida. South Florida winds up getting the cover. They cannot get the win. As Cincinnati has had a little bit of a tough time covering here in recent weeks. 45 to 28, the final. A total of 58.5 to 59, depending on where you look. This is one that wound up going way over the total. So Cincinnati continues to keep their playoff hopes alive. At the same time, we know that the committee has been doing everything humanly possible to try to keep them from not getting into the college football playoffs. So we're taking a look at that. And then we wound up seeing the Lakers and the Minnesota Timberwolves game just go final. This is a game in which it wound up opening with the Lakers being a three and a half point favorite. They are all sorts of banged up, and it showed 107 to 83. Minnesota winds up just not just winning in LA, they wind up really taking it to the Lakers. A Lakers team that I've been saying on the show quite a bit, not a team that I'm looking to bet on anytime soon. And man, why is it coming through here? A team out there in the state of California, I'm looking to back a little bit more. They want just completely housing. The Bulls, that would be the Golden State Warriors. They wind up being able to cover anywhere between five and five and a half points, depending on your closing number by a count of 119 to 93. So they were certainly able to get the job done in this one relatively easily. We've also noticed in the NBA has been a lot of unders. And this is another game that winds up going under. You wind up seeing this total close right around 221 and a half. If you take a look at the NBA right now, it's starting to even out a little bit, but 
I mean, if you've just been betting unders and you've been betting unders only in the NBA, well, you're hitting at a 60.9% clip. That's just absolutely insane. We've seen one or nine unders, 70 overs, and a few pushes in the NBA thus far. It has been one of these things in which I think that we all thought that the rule change trying to outlaw some of the fouls that James Harden and company will be getting very cheaply was going to affect things a little bit. Obviously, these are not rule changes that wound up applying to college basketball. College basketball, relatively the same as last year. We're just seeing a downward tempo shift there. But when you just take a look at the NBA in general, you got to be looking at the over at this point. If anything, you've got to really like an over if you're going to be betting it at this point. They just have not been coming through to this point. Meanwhile, everything else has been relatively buttoned up away teams covering right around 51.5% of games. And that's really been a theme in general in a lot of sports. Like, I, my main thing is college basketball. In college basketball, we wound up seeing a big, giant binge of unders. First couple nights of the season, it has evened out a little bit. Now you're seeing right around 52.5% of games go under in college basketball this season. But when you take a look, home versus road teams, I mean, the road teams are 113, 110, and 1 against the spread. So, I mean, that's darn near 50-50. You're not really seeing anything there. The big thing has been the unders. We're seeing in college football. We're seeing it in the NFL. I really do feel like fans of the Sands is something that is playing a big role in things. I mean, you just take a look at the Villanova versus UCLA game that we've got going on right now. I do think that it's going to be something that you want to take a look at if you're looking to jump in live. Last I checked, Villanova was laying right around six and a half points as they wound up just missing a shot as it's 63 to 56 in this one with about seven minutes left in this. But you've got to be taking that into account, both when it comes to just being able to back home teams. But I think that a lot of people, they don't necessarily factor that into totals as much, but we have seen it really with the totals. So I'm very intrigued to see what that is going to be yielding moving forward. And we're going to be hitting the NBA a little bit more in the second segment. Have no fear there. But when it comes to the gentlemen out there on the hardwood that play college basketball, certainly has been a little bit of an intriguing day when it comes to college basketball. You wind up seeing... Not really any top 25 teams wind up losing. I did mention the fact that Stanford looked really, really bad in their game against Santa Clara. That was something that was deplorable. I think that they wound up getting down by as many as 24 points in that one. But just take a look at college basketball in general and what we wound up seeing on this Friday. And you do want to note that Pittsburgh, a team out there in the ACC, and, and it's an ACC conference that in general has been a little bit teeter-totterish. They wound up losing, and they covered the closing line of 16 and a half to 17 against Pittsburgh. If you jumped in overnight, this was more around 14 points. You were able to get there if you wanted backing West Virginia on the opening number. But when it comes to this Pittsburgh team, they wound up losing on opening night to the Citadel. Was not necessarily a good showing there. And we're seeing an ACC in which it looks like Duke is going to be the top team out there. They wind up being able to take down Army, and they wind up taking down Army very very easily. Paulo Boncaro was able to have a double-double. Wendell Moore, by the way, who winds up getting lost in the shuffle because I feel like so many people forget, oh yeah, this guy is still in college basketball because it's not often that you see a star junior at Duke, but he wound up having a triple-double, so you got to give him a little bit of kudos. Duke was able to do a good job of holding that game under and it was very much a sweat no matter which way you wanted taking it because the opening number was 24.5. I see a couple closes of 25.5. I see a couple of closes of 26. And I see a couple closes of 26.5. I mean, I think that a lot of people on this network say this about every sport, and I'm going to say it about college basketball. 
trying to get the best of the number is something that you've always got to do. I know that some of you guys are going to have limited options when it comes to various jurisdictions. If you live out here in Las Vegas, you're going to have more books than, say, if you live out there in a state that wound up just getting sports betting, like a Montana, what have you, but whatever you Whatever you are betting on, you always want to be trying to shop around, try to have as many options open as humanly possible because sometimes that difference of 25 and a half and 26 and a half, it means a whole heck of a lot. In a lot of games, obviously, it's not going to be necessarily catching up with you. But I mean, if it just turns around two out of 100 bets that you wind up making, those two bets could take you from being right around a break even ish number to perhaps being in a little bit of a profitable situation. If you wind up having a couple hundred bets a year, that really does add up. So I do think that that's very important. Also, when it comes to the ACC, to tie a little bit of a bow on the conference that we've been talking about quite a bit here in the first segment, you did see Virginia after they looked very bad against Navy. They wind up being able to get back on track. They were able to take down Radford by kind of 73 to 52. They were doing so as about 17 to 17 and a half point favorites. Something that I always take a look at in college basketball is good coaching. When you look up good coaching in the dictionary, you're going to see a picture of Tony Bennett. I think that he's going to be able to get things online. And that aforementioned Navy team had to go up against Virginia Tech today, and it didn't wind up going so well for them. 77 to 57 as they went 3 of 25 from three-point range after shooting a little bit north of 50% from three-point range against Virginia. Another moral of the story, outliers do happen in college basketball. What does happen as well? Good handicapping in the NBA. Coming up next, we are going to be talking a little bit about the association right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my there's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7. 
or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Vouchers, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no more batteries that charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so that way you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations, meaning that it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to Zen slash find to find a location near you. That is ZYN.com slash find. And warning, this product does contain nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. It is myself, Greg Peterson, coming at you from the lovely Circus Sportsbook. We've got one game in college basketball still going on, and it is at a media timeout. 63-61. to 61. Villanova is currently in the lead. You've got 350 left to go in this one. If you're looking to bet it live, I'm right now seeing right now Villanova as a one and a half point favorite. Your total is off the board, so you're not going to be able to bet this total live in a lot of places. But right now, if you want to dive in live, Villanova, a one and a half point favorite. This is one that's going to be coming down to the bitter end. And then this game just went final. You saw Oregon be able to topple SMU officially in 86 to 63 final. For Oregon, they do wind up being able to do their part in being able to push this total over. It wound up opening up more around 146, closes anywhere between 143 and a half and 144. So you saw a pretty easy over there, and Oregon winds up being able to get a very good cover. And we talk a lot about the college about college basketball on the show since I do so much of it, but at the same time, NBA has been very profitable as well. I mentioned it in the first segment. If you've been taking unders, it has been working out like a gem for you. Right around 61% of games this NBA season have wound up going under the total. But what else has been really intriguing is the way that we've seen a lot of the teams that were towards the top of the betting board going into the NBA season with regards to futures just not come through in general. Mention it with the Lakers. They wind up losing to the Minnesota Timberwolves by a count of 107-83. But how about the reigning champion, Milwaukee Bucks? They wound up having a tough one against a Boston Celtics team that 
has been one of the tougher ones to be able to really get a read on the last few years. They wind up being able to get the win. The Boston Celtics do by kind of 122 to 113. This is a game in which you wound up <clears throat> seeing the Milwaukee Bucks being a team that wound up opening up right around two-point favorite. Obviously, you had a whole bunch of injury concerns with this Milwaukee Bucks team. They actually got down as bad as a six-point underdog. I mean, it's one of those things in which for the Milwaukee Bucks, they were dealing with a little bit of a skeleton crew in this one, and the Bucks in general have been dealing with quite a few injuries, and I do think that that's a underlying theme with a lot of these teams in general. You've always got to be taking a look at the injury report, taking a look at who's all suspended and who's not, because you take a look at so many of the top teams. Obviously, at this point, we're not going to be ruling in Ben Simmons anytime soon for the 76ers. You've got LeBron James, who has been dealing with some ailments when it comes to the LA Lakers. We all know about the Kyrie Irving situation at this point. He's not going to be suiting it up until you wind up seeing either local mandate changes wind up occurring, or if you wind up just seeing in general, something wind up happening where he winds up getting the shot. So it's one of those things in which that has been very interesting to identify. You've got just a whole bunch of teams in general. They're dealing with injuries. We've seen it with the Denver Nuggets as well. A team that they were able to get the job done against the Atlanta Hawks. They were able to cover this number. 105-96 was the final. Trey Young, by the way, if you're looking at things, he doesn't have an ailment, but it seems like he has been dealing with one in general as it's a Nuggets team that they've been able to get by without Jamal Murray for the most part. you got to give them some credit there, as in this one, Nikolai Jokic, triple-double, 22 points, 19 rebounds, 10 assists. We all remember he wound up serving a suspension about a week or so ago, so that has been very interesting to take a look at that team. But when it comes to the NBA in general, what does also make it a little bit more tricky is that if you wind up opening things up and you wind up taking a look up and down the betting board for Saturday, you are going to notice that there are going to be a couple games that are not going to have numbers. Like I take a look right now, Miami versus Utah. You've got no line up on this game. Philadelphia versus Indiana. And then you do have a side that is getting posted as I speak in Memphis versus New Orleans. It looks like you wind up seeing a couple places make the Memphis Grizzlies a one-point favorite. But that's a little bit of something that is unique to the NBA because in most sports, you're going to see an overnight line. Typically, you'll find one in baseball unless if you wind up seeing a pitching change or they just don't announce one in general. That always makes things a little bit difficult. And we all know that in the MLB, when it comes to just being able to handicap those games, a starting pitcher is just absolutely paramount to success and or failure with it. But when it comes to the NBA, you are going to just see, in general, its own rhythm. I do think that out of all the sports that take a look at information, and it is one of the most important, obviously, college basketball is going to fall under that umbrella as well. But when it comes to the NBA, what I've always noticed is that the best way to be able to bet, in my opinion, is in-game, just because when it comes to in-game betting with regards to the NBA, we see it time and time again. The team that is favored at some point is going to be up by 15 points. At some point, they're going to be down by 10. Rather than laying three points and have to sweat it out all throughout, if you can get in-game, you are going to probably have to pay a little bit more juice in a lot of circumstances. You are going to be able to get a little bit of a better number. If you've been betting this Villanova versus UCLA game in-game as well, hopefully you want to take a Villanova early because it is now 67-63. to We've got ourselves two minutes left in this one, so buckle up for safety, kids. It is going to be a wild ride. It has been a good one in general, and I do feel like UCLA coming into the season, them getting that preseason number two ranking, it was a little bit too lofty. I was a little bit unsure as to why you wound up seeing UCLA open up as more around a four-point favorite. They were bet down to three, but I do feel like 
when it comes to all sports, college basketball especially, we all wind up getting prisoner of the moment. A lot of people, they wind up seeing UCLA. They make that final four run, and they're thinking, oh, boy, they're bringing back everyone. This is just absolutely swell. They are going to be able to pick up right where we left, where they left off. And I feel like you had to take a little bit of a middle approach on UCLA because I always throw out there this question when it comes to it. If UCLA does not wind up making that final four run, where do you think they would have been projected coming into the season? I don't necessarily know the answer, but I do know for sure it wouldn't have been number two in the AP preseason poll. I would probably think that if they don't wind up making that run, they're probably a little bit underrated, more like a 15, a 20-ish, because keep in mind, in the NCAA tournament, when they wound up making their run to the final four, they were in the first four, and in the first four, They were on the ropes against Michigan State. They were down by double figures. They were able to make the comeback, and they were able to get the win, but certainly was a very hairy situation. You've got a veteran-laden Villanova team in this one, so that is why I wound up riding with them. And when it comes to hierarchy of college basketball in general, I do think that we are going to notice that these teams that are bringing back so many of these guys, they are going to be a little bit more solid, and I'm always going to preach this as well. You always want to be backing good coaches when it comes to college basketball as well. What we're seeing right now, Villanova versus UCLA, two fantastic coaches. Fantastic coaches. You've got Mick Cronin. He has really starting to get. He has really started to get his due. Now he's been at UCLA. We all remember at Cincinnati, the big knock on him is that Cincinnati never really made that deep run in the NCAA tournament. But you take a look at what he was able to do: twenty-five plus wins year in and year out. That was rock solid. And I felt like we wound up doing the same with Jay Wright before he wound up winning the title in 2016. He was always a great coach that he would get Villanova to 25 or 30 wins. Wouldn't necessarily be able to bust through. Now he's been able to win two titles over the last six years. Now we look at him in a little bit of a different regard. So I do think that that is always something that's very important. And something that we've been noticing as well in college basketball is that the best way to be able to make money, in my opinion, if you don't want to be looking through all these teams, just look at coaching changes. Try to be able to gauge your tempo in general. We've seen this with a program like Indiana State. They wound up getting completely clobbered by Purdue tonight, but the big thing with Indiana State is that they hired on a coach by the name of Josh Schertz. If you've never heard of Josh Schertz, he was coaching before this year at Lincoln Memorial. you probably never heard of Lincoln Memorial. It's a D2 school. In five out of the last six years, they have averaged at least 85 points per game. He comes into a Missouri Valley Conference that it is notoriously one of the slowest conferences in all of college basketball. If you identify that and you identified the fact that you felt like Mr. Schertz was going to be able to stick to his guns, you'd be able to make yourself a lot of money. And we are down to it. 32 seconds left and the bank is open. UCLA has tied it up 67 to 67. I didn't necessarily see who wanted to make in that basket, but right now the sweat is on if you are a fan of either of these schools. If you've got the over or the under, it's all going to come down to whether or not this game winds up going to overtime as well as looks like a timeout was called with 25 seconds remaining. So we have got a very exciting conclusion. I think it's the first time in the history of the Greg Peterson experience that we've actually got an exciting game that is going on in this marker as well. So I think that that is going to be just absolutely tremendous on the other side. We are going to get you guys all caught up on that. And I'm going to be taking a look at a little bit more of the NBA as well. I was supposed to recap the NBA in this segment. We wound up recapping a little bit of it, but we wound up getting sidetracked by the fact that Villanova and UCLA 
Side 67 apiece with 25 seconds left, and we'll be able to bring you guys a conclusion of that. And just look at some general hoops next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The college basketball season has started now, <clears throat> and now it is time to get your copy of our annual betting guide for just $10. This year's guide has everything you need to bet on all the games all season long, including odds, trends, power rankings, and analysis from every team. Our team of experts, including who the heck is this Greg Hoops Peterson guy? Matt Humans, Tim Murray, and so much more provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and player awards. Sign up today and get your copy for only $9.99. VSIN.com slash subscribe as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. Oh, that guy. And I am Greg Peterson. And, well... If you want, like me, having the under in Villanova versus UCLA, this is the death of your under. Because they don't call it under time, they call it overtime. 67 to 67. This game is going to be played for five more minutes. As of right now, Colin Gillespie has been able to pump in their 18 points. Has gone four of six from three-point range. Johnny Juzang wound up having 15 points in the second half. And if you look at the foul situation... Villanova is not yet in the bonus. UCLA has only given out four fouls. Meanwhile, you've got UCLA in the double bonus. So that is something that you're going to want to note here moving forward. So we're going to be keeping you guys abreast of this situation as we've got ourselves a very good one. What else is good is taking a look at other forms of basketball as well. We've got the NBA going on in a team that has been a little bit of a surprise, a team that I didn't necessarily see this coming. The Cleveland Cavaliers wound up not just winning, but they absolutely dump truck the Detroit Pistons, getting another cover. 98-78 was a final in this one for the Cleveland Cavaliers. It really has been interesting to watch Darius Garland this year. He has been able to take off. He wound up having 21 points in this one. You take a look at him for the season. He's been able to average right around 16 points, 7 assists. He has really been able to flourish. Injuries wound up hurting him while he was at Vanderbilt and no doubt his first couple years of his career in general. But this is a very talented Cleveland Cavaliers team that it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to be able to maintain this. But they've been able to get some good contributions out of guys that, let's call them, not so household names like C.D. Oseman wound up having 17 points in this one. List of guys that have really been able to blossom and be able to make good contributions for this team has been interesting. I mean, you wind up having Kevin Pangos on this roster. Yeah, the guy that played for Gonzaga for like 57 years. He's currently playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So it's been a lot of fun to be able to watch that. And I did mention it a little bit earlier. When it comes to the NBA, you do have a slate in which you've got a couple games that are going to be off the board until really the morning, depending on where you are when it comes to Saturday. But you do have some intriguing games that really do catch my eye. When it comes to the NBA in general, you have these games relatively well-spaced out as well as you've got that Heat versus Jazz game that I was mentioning a little bit earlier. That's going to be leading off the day. As of right now, we're really not seeing any numbers on that. But the first game that is bettable that you're seeing on the board, that would be the Washington Wizards. They're going to be taking on the Orlando Magic, a Magic team that has legitimately looked a little bit better than I thought that they were going to. You figured that there would be a couple teams in tank mode. I think that the Magic 
still trying to build for the future, but they've at the very least been relatively competitive. They're anywhere between a four and four and a half point underdog with the total right around 203 and a half to 204. And when it comes to magic, I actually do like what I've really seen out of Cole Anthony whenever he's been out there this year. He wound up having a little bit of an injury riddled year while he was at North Carolina, caused him to drop in the draft. And he's really been able to become the top 10 pick that a lot of people thought that he was going to be a few years ago. 19 and a half points, seven boards, five assists. He's doing a good job of being able to fill it up. Sometimes the efficiency is lacking a little bit. Sometimes he does have a couple turnover issues, but that's because oftentimes a good possession for one of his other guys might be a little bit less than a bad possession for him. He doesn't necessarily have as many difference makers around him. And if you're taking a look at the Washington Wizards, this has been a bunch that has been a big surprise of their own. We all remember what they were going through a little bit over 12 months ago when they wound up trading away John Wall. They wound up having the one year of the Russell Westbrook experience. Now they're completely revamped, and they've got a whole bunch of guys that they just seem to be on the same page in general. Montrez Harrell is someone that I was not necessarily thinking would be able to give the team as much as he has been able to thus far. Nine and a half rebounds. 18 points, so he has been able to do a very terrific job there. Ridley Beal, we all know that he's one of the best players in regards to just being able to pump in their points in general in all the NBA, 23.5 points, 5.5 assists. I do take a look at it, and it's a question of, do we think that the Washington Wizards are going to be able to continue this? I don't think necessarily this much, but at the same time, when you take a look at the Orlando Magic, it's a spot in which I'd be willing to lay it with the Washington Wizards before I'd be willing to take it. I do think that the Magic are going to have some problems moving forward when it comes to being able to score in general. Unlike what we're seeing in UCLA versus Villanova, we just reached a timeout. 239 left in this one, and UCLA just buried a three. So it is 74 to 69. If you wind up taking three or four points with Villanova, you are now in sweat mode. If you want to blame the points with UCLA, congratulations. You join us in sweat mode. So this is going to be very intriguing. And total officially winds up going over. If you wind up having the under, well, you made it through 40 minutes. Problem was the extra time that you didn't necessarily handicap, that wound up nipping you in the butt. So this is one in which we're going to be taking a look at just moving forward in general as we wind up seeing this unfold. But Another game to get you guys caught up on, 76ers against the Pacers. Pacers are going to be probably dealing with a little bit of ailments in this game as well. You want to be checking the injury report on both sides because as we know, Tobias Harris, he was going through COVID-19. That is why this game is presently off the board. But I take a look at this and I think the biggest thing is just looking to see who's all going to be going, who's not going to be going because we've noticed it with the Pacers. They've been a little bit of a different team thus far this season. Whenever Malcolm Brogdon has slash has not been out there on the court, they've been able to give a wide variety of different looks for Brogdon when he's been out there in the eight out of the 13 games that he has been. It's been relatively solid. 23 and a half points per game. He wound up returning about a week or so ago from his injury and has really been able to pump him in there. So I take a look at that. I think that that is going to be very important. And then you just take a look at what you've been able to get out of Karis Levert as well. Levert has been limited to just five games this season, but ever since he's been able to get out there, he's been able to do some solid work with the Pacers. Pacers have won three out of the last four games that he has been out there on the court. He is listed as day-to-day, so he is very questionable for this game due to a back injury. We all know what Karis Levert has went through, so thoughts and prayers with him. But I do think that he is a difference maker when it comes to the spread. If he winds up being able to go for the Pacers, I think that you've got yourself a nice team in which 
they'd probably be a very, very slight underdog if I were to handicap this myself. But obviously, whether or not Karis LeVert winds up going, that is going to have a lot to play when it comes to this spread. When it comes to this next one, you do have a couple question marks as well, but you do have, at the very least, a little bit of a line on this one as you've got the Pistons and the Toronto Raptors. Raptors opened up a nine-point favorite on a lot of spots, seeing a smattering of 8 to 8.5 as of right now and total of 201 in his held steady. And I've been noticing as well, I've not been seeing a lot of movement on these early totals as of right now. I do expect we're probably going to see a little bit of reaction when it comes to these totals, and you are noticing these totals are starting to go down, down, down. Last season in the NBA, how many times did you wind up seeing a total between 201 and a half and 202? It has certainly been a case in which the bookmakers have been trying to adjust to the high volume of unders that we've been seeing, but when it comes to this game in general, Kate Cunningham has been a difference maker for the Pistons now. The Pistons, they're just a bad basketball team in general at this point. Certainly has been intriguing to be able to watch them throughout the year because I did feel like this would be a Pistons team that would be a little bit improved because they wound up losing a lot of close games last season. I thought that things would be able to come through for them, and I don't know if I'd be willing to take even 10 points here with the Pistons because you take a look at this Raptors team. They're not necessarily full of superstars. They're not full of a bunch of guys that are going to be household names, but Fred Van Vliet has been very solid for this team. He was all sorts of banged up last season, 19 and a half points, right around seven assists. And Precious Ochoa has really formed himself as a good low post presence for this team as well. He's been able to chip in there quite a bit. He is going to be questionable for this game. So that is something that you do want to be taking a look at. Ochoa, obviously not an efficient three-point shooter by any stretch of the imagination, but when it comes to Ochoa, what he's able to give you down low, I think that that is something that you want to be taking a look at moving forward with this Raptors team. And then when you take a look at the Raptors, it has been intriguing to watch the, shall we say, saga of Pascal Siakam. Siakam has only played two games this season, but he is now back out there on the court for this team. He's had 15 points and eight points in his two games, respectively. So being able to get Siakam back out there, I think is going to be big. I believe that he was the most improved player about two or three years ago. Certainly a guy that I think could be a little bit of an X factor here for the Toronto Raptors. Whether or not you wind up having a chew out there is a big question. And it does lead you to really, really gauging whether or not to wind up taking this. This could be a good spot to take a little bit of an in-game number, see how things are playing out because you do have a whole bunch of injuries when it comes to the Raptors. You've got a bunch of guys that are trying to reacclimate themselves into this game as well. So I think that that is something that you do want to be taking a look at. What we also want to be taking a look at, a little bit more college basketball coming up next. We should hopefully have the conclusion of Villanova versus UCLA. Unless we wind up getting another overtime, we're going to be getting you guys caught up on that. Going to be getting you guys got caught up on what we wound up seeing on Friday. I'm looking a little bit forward to Saturday as well. Next, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available on VSN.com for you to keep track of all the key NFL props. Head over to VSIN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow trends and find the best value. Whether it be odds to be able to win MVP, odds for head coach of the year, rookie of the year, list goes on and on you're able to track them also check out prop tracker betting splits key trends and matchup data for every single game now that is at vsin.com slash nfls it is a greg peterson experience right here from circa it is myself greg peterson and if you right now have any sort of bet whatsoever in ucla that versus villanova that doesn't involve the total because wound up going over in overtime well you are right now sweating profusely 78 to 74, 33.1 seconds remaining in this one. You've had just a lot of craziness in general ensuing this game. UCLA has been able to separate themselves here in overtime. Aimeakas is going to the free throw line. 
They just showed that the 13 rebounds that he has tonight is a career high. So give him some credit. He's really been able to ball out in this one. But UCLA looking to be able to put this one on ice. Now up 79 to 74. 33.1 seconds left and one more free throw for UCLA. And obviously, this is a big game of the day. So we're going to be doing this as we wind up recapping a lot of what we wind up seeing on a college basketball Friday. I mentioned a couple of things in the first segment, but... The, the ACC in general, not have necessarily having a good time with it as Hawkeyes does wind up making the second free throw. So 80 to 74 coming out of a timeout. But Furman wound up being able to pull off a big win in overtime against Louisville. And this is something that you want to be taking a look at early on during the college basketball season. A lot of these suspensions, they wind up being for like the first three games, the first four games, what have you. For Chris Mack, I believe that he suspended for the first six games, but I sort of felt like Louisville was not going to be necessarily the team that we expect them to be this season because they wind up bringing in Mason Faulkner from Western Carolina. He's not even in the starting lineup at this point, and you figure that he was going to need to take a little bit of hold of the offense, someone that while he was at Western Carolina, right around 17 points, six rebounds, five assists, does a little bit of this and that, but he wound up coming to the program in July, so he wound up getting in late. You have no coach out there in Chris Mack, and Louisville, they just always find themselves in the crosshairs of things when it comes to like the Dino Gaudio situation, what have you. And they went up against a legitimately good Furman team. Now, with Furman, they are missing two guys in Clay Monson and Noah Gurley that were right around six foot eight, six foot nine, and were able to bury threes last season. But Alex Hunter, he was able to make a bunch of threes in this game. Furman in general was very good from the outside. So when you take a look at the Paladins, Always a little bit of value on them. And the SoCon in general has been able to have itself a very nice first week plus of the season. As Chattanooga, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, they were able to knock off Loyola Marymount on the road to be able to lead off the season. As Villanova had a couple of cracks at it from three. They end up coming up short on both. 16.6 seconds left, 80 to 74. UCLA is going to be going to the free throw line. So it's not looking good if you wind up taking Villanova in any capacity there. But it's looking even worse if you wound up thinking that Louisville was going to be able to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament because I do think that it's going to be a little bit of rough sledding there. You also wound up seeing in the ACC a rare cover for a team, Clemson. They were able to take down Wofford. The opening number was 8.5. Closing number was more around between 6.5 and, and 7, so they were able to cover that one, 76 to 68. I think what's going to be intriguing for this team is how they wind up responding to not having Amir Sims because he was a heart and soul piece for Clemson last year. And when you take a look at this Tigers bunch, it's a team of which I feel like it's a little bit of a hodgepodge. We've seen it year in and year out with this program. They just always wind up having a couple really good wins that winds up masquerading the fact that the rest of it is not necessarily so impressive. So, I mean, they're a bunch in which I always have a little bit of a tough time being able to gauge them in general. And that was really bad. Colin Gillespie wound up having a blow-by layup. He missed. 82 to 74. UCLA going to the line with 9.7 seconds left. So it does look like if you want to blame three or four with UCLA, it's not going to matter your number. It looks like they're going to be able to get there as they are going to be heading to the free throw line for two free throws. So looks like that one is pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered. Just like the ACC probably being a little bit down this year is also, in my opinion, a little bit more signed, sealed, and delivered because when it comes to just this conference in general, it's a little bit of a mixed mash. You wind up having Georgia Tech 
in the first game of the season, wind up losing to Miami of Ohio. A little bit of a better effort against these sets and adders. They were able to win and cover that game, but you just take a look at this conference in general, and they're lagging behind a few of these other conferences. I do think that when it comes to a hierarchy of conferences in all of college basketball, you do have the Big Ten and the Big 12 that wind up reigning supreme. And personally, my number one conference at this point is the Big 12. Even the bottom team in the Big 12 was able to get a win on Friday. That'd be Iowa State. I think that Iowa State is going to be in for a really rough year, and the Pac-12 in general has been a little bit disappointing since this very nice UCLA win at Oregon. They looked very good against SMU as well, but Oregon State, a team that wound up making the Elite Eight last season, went 3 of 22 from three-point range against an Iowa State team that I'm going to call it what it is. They're not necessarily so great on defense, and for Iowa State, they did wind up having T.J. Otzelberger wind up taking over the program. You wind up having Gabe Kelsher go just two of eight from three, but he was able to pump in their 15 points. So it's going to be really intriguing to see what we're going to be able to get out of them moving forward. As we know, the top team in the Big 12, and we're going to be hitting on this game in the next hour. That would be Texas. They're going to be going on the road. They're going to be going to Spokane. They're going to be playing against Gonzaga. I'm going to have my thoughts there, but when it comes to the Big 12 and what we're seeing in general, a lot of teams laying a lot of points and some have been covers some have not been like texas tech against grambling texas tech 88 to 62 winners chris beard's old strong stopping grounds and it's been really impressive what texas tech has been able to do ever since his departure because they wind up bringing in a whole bunch of guys that wanted making a difference in this one bryson williams davion warren they wound up combining for 35 points warren was a guy that wanted registering right around 22 points per game while he was at hampton last season Williams is someone that, while he was at UTEP, was able to shoot in the low to mid-30s from three-point range. A six-foot-eight, little bit of a combo player that wound up having nine rebounds in this game as well. And then you've got other intriguing guys like a Daniel Bacho, who I think is going to be able to do a solid job for the team. And then also keep in mind, with Texas Tech, they're going to be without Terrence Shannon until you hear otherwise. The reason why I say until you hear otherwise is that they're in a little bit of an ordeal with the NCAA. They're fearing that he might wind up getting suspended. And if they wind up having a play out there on the floor, you wind up having some big giant whatchamadoos. They wind up falling into a situation where they wind up getting unfairly punished, much like Oklahoma State wound up having have happened to them. So they're looking to avoid that altogether. So it's going to be intriguing to see how long he's going to be out the fold. But when it comes to this Texas Tech team, this is a squad in which I think that they're going to be able to do a very good job this season with Shannon. And also the guy that wanted starting in this game, Kevin McCullough, 24 points, nine rebounds, three assists. He went three of nine from three-point range. He's able to deliver the goods at Texas Tech. Still pretty stout on defense. Now, Grambling did wind up going nine of 19 from three-point range, which is solid. They also wound up turning the ball over 24 times. So Texas Tech was able to do a nice job there. Your reigning national champs, the Baylor Bears, they looked very solid against Incarnate Word, and it was really a collective for Baylor. I think the big question that we wound up having with the Bears coming into the season is, would we see a little bit more of the team that we wound up seeing last year, or will they go back to the team that prior to, I would say, the last two years of which they would have been a one seed in the 2020 NCAA tournament if we would have had that. Obviously, last year they were one seed. They wind up winning the whole shebang over Gonzaga. Would they wind up reverting to form a little bit more? And it seems like the answer is it's a little bit of a mix because you have quite a few guys that are able to play for this team. Coming off the bench, LJ Cryer, he winds up coming in. He was able to give the team 13 points, looked really solid there. Mike Meyer is someone that, or Matthew Meyer, is someone that's able to do a wide variety of things at 6'9". He's able to shoot some threes, able to give you some rebounds, do a little bit of this and that. And then you've got John Watt. 
Jonathan Chamwa Chachua. He is pretty much the energizer bunny down low. He wound up being able to supply 10 rebounds. But when you take a look at this conference in general, I really do like Texas, but the team that I think is number one wound up being able to take down Tarleton safe by kind of 88 to 62. And that would be Kansas. Kansas just has all the goods at this point. O'Shea Ogbaji has averaged 27 points per game in his first two contests of the season. He's looking like a guy that is going to be able to get himself into All-American contention. I know that some of you guys might have wound up taking a long shot on him for odds to be able to beat National Player of the Year. It's obviously very, very early to say at this point, and it's something that I would never bet on just because you need a lot of things to go right, and it's a little bit of crapshoot in general, but so far so good through two games for him. And then they've got a guy that gets a little bit forgotten about, Christian Braun. Stands right around six foot six. He's a solid three-point shooter in this game. 15 points, 8 boards, 5 assists. He was able to bury a 3. He just does a little bit of this and that. And whenever you have a guy like that, we saw it on Michigan last year with Eli Brooks. We've seen it with so many of these teams that they wind up winning a championship that you have that guy that they just wind up giving you like 9, 10 points, 5 boards, a few assists. These are guys that can really be difference makers. Hopefully I can be a little bit of a difference maker for your bankroll as well. In the next hour, we're going to be talking a whole lot about the upcoming college basketball slate that we're going to be seeing in Saturday and so much more. And that's right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 